Thomas is in. Touchdown. Touchdown, Washington. Lofting one. He's got a man. It's McLaurin in stride. Touchdown, Washington. Has it back. Chase Young. They're chasing him down the sideline. And Chase Young has a Washington touchdown. And he does the... <laughs> He's just like, come on. <laughs> makes me laugh every time. That deserves a wow. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Day After Reckoning here on Ref the District. I am Nathan Perry, and my hosts are here with me as always. We've got Trevor. Hello. <laughs> and we've got the stoner. It's a sad, sad oh, day oh, after guys, reckoning. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh-oh. All right. He's, he's, I don't he's got know. a bit. He's I, got this a bit. Is a bit. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. It's going crazy right now. <laughs> yeah. over the place. I just want to stay safe while we're doing this, while we're in this room together. Sure. So, for for yeah. our audio listeners, he has masked himself up, of course, in reference to Spread the like... nine Washington Oof. players who are on the COVID list uh, as of today here on Monday. This this unfortunate <laughs> loser Monday. This is uh this mm. this day after reckoning. This day of mourning for the team. It's it's like a double whammy, really, guys. Because yeah. this is Why? like it's a loss, and then it's a loss to the hated Dallas Cowboys. And it we we were also riding that high. This is the first day of mourning for our day after reckoning that we've had. Oh, wow. And and four weeks, right? So this is the first lost here. Uh, so it's been at some time. We do these day after reckonings, the day after Washington plays. Of course, we'll stream these live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Shout out to those who are on our channels right now. We got P Dub and the House what up, Mother Perry EP and hey. Cherish Me Two O Two. What up? Uh, and Josh also on there, who's already calling for <laughs> Kyle Allen, my man we- Josh from yesterday. What up, dog? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> not even, not even a full two minutes into the cast already, and and we're we're uh, we're getting the Kyle Allen uh, ch- uh, chance here going. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, check out our full thirty minutes on the QB topic that we had yesterday. We knew that the day after reckoning was just going to be a big old QB talk. If we didn't separate that now there's probably (laughs) still gonna be some qb talk today because you can't talk about the game without it but we wanted to sit there and talk about is it is it the time to go to kyle allen is it time to stick with taylor heineke there's no consensus here within the crew that we have here on ref the district which is great because we you know that's the fandom right now is is divided on where we are with taylor heineke now None of us, we, there is consensus on one thing. We all want to draft a QB. So we'll see where Washington goes on that. But that's the future. We're going to be talking about what happened last game. A couple more uh, bookkeeping things to uh, to shout out here. One, we are sponsored by Pacers Running. For, for every run, they've got you covered. Hit them up in one of their six stores in Northern Virginia oh, or yeah. D.C. They'll have you taken care of. Can't make it there? Don't worry. Go ahead and hit them up online. They can get you with a virtual fitting. And they'll uh-huh. sign you up with your shoes and uh, get you going for every run. It's Pacers running. And you'll notice this other one there. We are also sponsored by Skybar. What's that? Oh, no, Trev, why don't you tell <laughs> us a that, little bit Trev? about Skybar? 
Okay, everybody, it is a bar that yours truly is helping and pretty much running and opening up here the next few weeks. Um, it's a little speakeasy vibe up under a, a lunch spot called Blue Sky Cafe. So we just took it and played a name off of that in Sky Bar. Um, just passed inspection last week. Draft beer is up and running. Full bar will be up and running soon. You have to come down, check it out. We might broadcast it too from there. So where is look it? Out. It's actually, oh yeah, good question. It's in Lexington, <laughs> Virginia, where I am located as well. About three hours south of you guys. So um, we are very, very happy to be the newest sponsor of Rep the District too as well. So We're happy Let's to go. have Sky Bar as uh, a sponsor for sure. Yes, Absolutely. appreciate that. So Thank you very so much. Go Trav. We do have a full lineup for you on today's yes. show. We're going to have George Carmi coming on from hey. Full Press Coverage Washington. He's going to discuss how the Cowboys fans took over the Fed. Uh, of course, he'll talk about the, the game a little bit as well. And we got JP from the Junkies coming on to talk both the game and his new book, which you can get at stillbarking.com. Mm-hmm. And we're being called out already, guys, by Mama Perry. Uh, I, I'm surprised that Shady Katie isn't uh, isn't pinging us. Let's go ahead and get this over with. I see Stoner's, Stoner's put up mm-hmm. his blue, so you can see his blue. Yep. Uh, Trav has his blue with him. He he was <laughs> wearing even more of a hoodie. Now, I went a different route here. This is this is what I'm bringing to the table. For this, this is a Roy Williams signed mini helmet. Mm -hmm. I will show it whenever somebody tells me that they need to see or you know mentions Katie in the chat. Yeah, I'll show the cowboy blue. Now, the reason why I wanted to share this is because this we needed a little victory today. Okay, (laughs) and so I'm going to share you a little victory story of why this is in the house. Okay, Okay. this belongs to one Mrs. Perry, Mm -hmm. okay, Okay. who was at one point a Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh my! Yes, that's our EP. Also, that's our EP. Hey, we are in the market for free agent. EPs we can right forgive now. her for her past sins, Trevor, mm-hmm. because she has converted. She has seen the light and she has come okay. over and she's been right. a Washington football fan since 2013 season. So she missed okay. this. This this woman has not seen a good year. Oh, okay. She, she she's she she didn't even get the, the RG three year because she was adamant of sticking with her Cowboys that year. While baby was in the oven, but she couldn't resist. <laughs> once once she saw her baby boy in that burgundy and gold, she, it was over. She switched was, sides. Shout out Gavin one time for being the being the reason behind yes. that. So Amen. big 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 shout out there. But it's hard to part with sign. Okay, you don't have to keep bringing it in. You, yeah, you stop brought it in twice. It, well, you, then you took away your Roy- blue. You took away Which Roy Williams from, is it, by the way? Oklahoma. Is it the the, the offensive Oklahoma or the Roy defensive? Oklahoma. The, the guy who the guy who who changed the game because you can't horse collar tackle anybody. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's true. Um, so here's a here's a question. Okay, Trev. Or no, yeah. not, this is not a question. This is a statement. Trev, you have an assignment. You have to go back and watch the fan episode, which was PT. Okay. Right, it was pre-Trev. Yeah. Right, so go back and watch the fan episode, and specifically, you have to watch your boys. Um, how I became a fan, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. that's all I'm gonna say. 
Just you have okay. that assignment that you have to understand. Seen every episode. Okay. I'm gonna understand the assignment. I understand the assignment. I hate that, uh, by the way. But uh, I don't know what that is either. Oh, what is that yes. from? It's All a right. it's a TikTok sounds a song. We'll get back. To we'll that we'll oh, okay. educate you another time for for that particular. <laughs> so we got to give our quick our real quick thoughts because we're gonna have George on. Oh and, yeah, so and we're gonna okay. have JP on. So yeah. um so let's get our our quick thoughts about the game before um, um before we have them on because we want to hear what quick, they have to say. Real plain and simple for me, and I'm not piggybacking off of Ron Rivera, but I am in the same way. It was still two halves. We started we got punched in the mouth first half, and then we punched them in the mouth second half. But by that time, it was too late. Um, we can't start slow. We cannot afford or start slow the rest of the way, the yep. rest of these four games. We can't, or else we're gonna, the same result's going to happen because we don't do very well when we're down three touchdowns early in the game. Not very well. So. I, I don't know that Fair they enough. necessarily punched back in the second half. I think that they no. the score Plus. was a lot closer than I think the game indicated there. That The, the pick six returned by, by Cole Holcomb made things interesting mm. and yes they did have the chance to 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 tie it up and then kyle allen fumbles away the ball it would be an interesting thought exercise if you think that taylor heineke if he was healthy if he you know drives the ball and, and wins gets his oh i think God. his fifth yeah uh game, I game winning that uh <laughs> or tie, at least tying drive there yeah. interesting thought process Probably nah. not because he's had he had three quarters he was doing nothing but that that last drive maybe we'll see well I guess we won't see we can think about it though the uh, the that first half was ugly mm-hmm. was big ugly you're being it too nice just, right now it was it was not it was not a good first half it was I'm surprised more Washington fans just didn't leave at halftime. Uh, my, yeah, my I was hitting up Rio, I was hitting up Nathan and EP. I was like, y'all leaving the halftime? Y'all leaving the halftime? <laughs> Nathan, you said your DD, well, you had a DD, so you had to leave when they left. And then Rio said he rode with some people too, so you had to stay until they left. So yeah. everybody was <laughs> stuck. Yeah. My, my DD was just like, hey, we should leave at halftime. I said, <laughs> no, we're, we're sticking, we got to stay a little bit longer. We stayed until Terry McLaurin's headed to the, the locker room with a concussion. And then I was like, okay, we're, we're good. We can let's let's you know head out. And then we watched your guys's reaction, which yeah. was amazing. Uh, <laughs> definitely fun. I always enjoy watching the live shows if I'm not on them. Uh, mm. Lots of fun. We'll be live for the Philadelphia show, so that that will be something to watch uh, going forward. Stoner, but yeah, Stoner, your thoughts mm. before we have George join us? Well, wait. look, very very simple. Yes. The Dallas Cowboys came in here and showed everybody in Washington don't don't at me here they came in here and they showed us what a first class organization looks like is supposed to look like Whew. they did Bring they came your own in benches here, and everything whatever it was they brought in probably at least 20,000 fans of their yep. own fans Where, whether over. they're whether they're already here or they came from Texas, it doesn't matter. They have mm-hmm. built enough of a fan base around the country that mm-hmm. they can take over a stadium, and especially a stadium like FedEx. And they just showed us what it takes. They have stars at all kinds of positions. Mm-hmm. They have an owner who is a star, whether you like mm-hmm. him or not, which I can't mm-hmm. stand him. He is a star. Yep. They have 
they're the number one or number two most profitable organization in all of football, top ten number in one. the world. They just came knocks. in, and then they came in and punched us in the mouth, like you said, and we mm-hmm. couldn't respond enough. They showed us what it is that we're trying to become. And I hate to say it, nobody wants to admit it as a fan base, but they showed us what a first-class organization is supposed to look like. Yeah. And we have to deal with that. And yeah, we we've got to figure out how <laughs> to get back to that. And we've yeah. got a chance to flip it in a couple of weeks. We'll see what happens. Our, our man Andre uh, has a uh, Christmas blowout, calling it now. He's yeah, not maybe. sad. He thinks today is a happy Monday because we're the, the Washington is going to blow out Dallas next time. We will we will see how that goes. Hope shout so. out to Andre. Shout out to Tiho, who is also there. And a big shout out to our guest who we're going to bring on right now. This is George <laughs> Carney. Welcome <laughs> here to here back to our day. Yes, here. What's going on, guys? How are you doing today? FPC right? in the house. FPC what's in the house. What's up, what up, man? How are you guys doing? You guys doing, doing all right? great. We, we like to make our guests the big screen here. Thank you. I appreciate that. George, you were at the game. Mm-hmm. What was what was your experience like? So for one, um, I thought the game was pretty electric. I thought the cl- I think the crowd was ready to blow up, right? I think Washington came in; they wanted to have a good time. Um, you know, we were ready for it. Um, you know, I've been going to I went to about five or six games so far this year, and by far this was the most crowded I've seen the stadium in the, the entire season. Um, mm-hmm. I went to the Red Zone parking lot to go park up and h- hang out with the Hog Farmers, and you know the Shout parking lot was Hulk full. Farmers. It was kind of hard to grab a seat or anywhere, and it was a good time. Um, as soon as I got out of my car, I knew it was going to be some trouble because I saw a Cowboy fan but wearing a Dak Prescott jersey and an oversized, like, big old, like, styrofoam cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. I was, here we go, man. They were smart in their mouths, <laughs> yeah. talking the entire time. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. You know, Cowboy fans are what they are. Um, basically, I saw someone wearing number 19. They're like, is that a Miles Austin jersey? That Cowboy fans oh, talking to wow. each other? I'm like, dude, that's Amari Cooper, your own wide receiver. You know, it's just <laughs> fake fans. Like, they're just you know, posers. So, like, they had no idea what they're doing. But, um, you know, we went there. Um, you know, I went in there and had a seat. I was pumped for it. But um, I think, you know, like, unfortunately, Washington kind of laid an egg. Being down 18 nothing, kind of took the win out of the stadium, took the win out of the fans. And um, we, were playing, we were playing catch up the rest of the way. <clears throat> so, George, would you think ratio-wise – was it less Washington fans in Dallas or vice versa or equal amount or what? I think it was pretty close, probably 50-50, maybe 60-40 Cowboy fans. But I have a theory behind it. I don't know if you guys want me to dive into it right now. But yeah, I absolutely. Theory behind it. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, so, okay, for one, let me say this, right? I went to the Giants game earlier in the season. I think the Giants game was probably as bad as this, okay, about 50-50 ratio. The Giants game, though, um, there was less fans in the stadium, so it kind of seemed like you just saw blue everywhere. But while the Cowboys, we, I would say we were probably like 80, 90% capacity today, which was pretty fun to watch. It was pretty cool to be there. Um, my theory for why there's so many NFC East fans is people that are, you know, we are in a you know transient area. People come from, you know, local from, you know, they're moving from New York, moving from North Carolina, things like that. This is their Super Bowl, right? So, like a Cowboys fan, let's say you live in like you know North Carolina or like you know West Virginia or something like that. You circle this on your calendar, like, hey, this is the only time I get to see the Dallas Cowboys all season long. So you're buying this ticket no matter what. You're buying it, you know, in August to go there, and your intention is to antagonize and just piss off Washington fans. That's that's your Mm -hmm. goal to basically go to the stadium, right? Yeah. Um, DC fans, you're either one or the other, right? Season ticket holders, you know, a few, 
you know, if you are comfortable enough with your finances to have a season tickets, more power to you, right? But there's a lot of people that don't can't afford season tickets, so they kind of buy tickets a la carte, right? And mm-hmm. unfortunately, we're all DC sports fans. You know, sometimes we kind of ride the hot hand, or if we're not a big, you know, if we're the team's going downhill, you don't actually go to the games. Rather, do something else and try to be more entertained, right? So mm-hmm. I think what ended up happening was. You know, 50% of the stadium, the Cowboy fans basically, you've never been to Dallas. I love that. Exactly right, Steve. Um, basically, <laughs> basically um, a bunch of people, like, you know, they bought the tickets in advance, knowing they're going to watch the Cowboys. Um, you know, Washington fans are also fun game now, want to go. But then, you know, the economy, the price shot up. And I think a lot of Washington fans were boxed out. So it was like, you know what? Like, mm. I'm not going to drop $300 for a ticket. We're not going to watch it at home or you know, do all that. So I think that was kind of the that's always going to be the deficit moving forward. So that's my theory to why the Cowboys fans were dominant the other day. And I, and I think that's fair, George. However, mm-hmm. however, yeah. if, <laughs> however, I know, right? <laughs> if Washington came into this game yeah, and they were nine and three mm-hmm. and Washington was, I mean, and Dallas was six and whatever, do the math on that. Six yeah. and five six. or whatever, yeah. six and six. Yeah. Right. This place would be overloaded with Washington fans. They would not sell their seats, or they they would fork out the money. Absolutely, go back to as as early as or as recent as 2012, when the RG3 craze was yeah, on. Right. Mm-hmm. FedEx was packed, was jumping, and mm-hmm. it was yeah. packed with Washington fans. Why? Oh. Because they were winning, and you had a star, and you had somebody everybody can Our rally behind. I agree to that. Right, but it, but it, but then you got losing, 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 mm-hmm. losing, and it was all losing before that as well. So you had that one year. Mm-hmm. But if this team would just freaking win somehow, yeah, yeah, then then you won't have all of these <laughs> Dallas fans. You'd still have plenty. Don't get me wrong. You'd yeah. still have plenty of fans there. But your theory is right. Your theory is I, I yeah, that's spot on. But, 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 but perhaps the ratio is looking more like 70-30 rather than as close as it was. Because I do agree. I think mm-hmm. it was close to 50-50. You know, my my area, I had Dallas fans in front of me. I had Dallas fans to the left of me, and I had Dallas fans behind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only Washington fans I had were my family sitting next to me. <laughs> And yeah. thankfully, they had some Washington fans that were sitting next to them. Otherwise, the entire section, this is lower bowl on the home side. Yeah. I was going to say the visitor side was almost completely blue. I saw that. And I'm sure you guys know and probably going to talk about it later on. But in the second half, I think it was like DeMarcus Ware. So, you know, not DeMarcus Ware. DeMar- um, DeMarcus Marcus Lawrence. Marcus Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, was like, you know, cheering the crowd, trying to get everybody pumped up. Sure. And it was like, I could see it being like, um, you're just kind of taking the steam out of our players, you know, like they're cheering mm-hmm. when there's a drop pass or on a third down or something. Yeah. Sure. It's gotta be, it's, it's tough, you know, like why, like where are you going to get that extra energy from when your own fans are running against? It's pretty difficult. So I can see that. If, I mean, if you watch <clears throat> JC, JP Finley's pregame mm-hmm. right before on NBC sports, Washington, and he was doing a live hit mm-hmm. when Washington was coming out of the tunnel. Okay. There were palpable boos. Mm-hmm. You could hear <laughs> boos everywhere. That's yeah. Washington crazy. is yeah. coming out of our own tunnel. Yeah, well, that's Jerry- unacceptable. But look right here, right here, look right there. Look yeah. at you know, it's our fault because we're yeah. not going to the games <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're well, fans and we should be. And Jerry Jones said earlier in the week that their biggest fan base comes in from, from Washington. So he like, trolled he, us all week, man. He trolled he us knows. all week, man. And he's the exactly right. Trash yeah. and, the, and the benches exactly. and all that. Yeah, that's crazy. And yeah. How great would it be if the roles were reversed mm-hmm. and Texas Stadium? was being overrun by Washington Jerry's fans world. 
and we we're getting in their heads and our coach is predicting wins and then we go in there and punch him in the face how great would that be we would all love it yeah Yeah. i think you hit the nail on the head too i saw you when i first came on before i came on you were talking about just the cowboys being a first class um organization they are and it's like we we, you know we hate on them because they're our rivals but like um Mm -hmm. they just have like just quality state-of-the-art facilities like they have the star and if you guys ever seen those like drone shots of actually going through it it's like a a shopping yeah yeah hard knocks episode exactly right that's that's how it all started experience it's just beautiful and there's you know the locker room facilities are great and they have like a you know indoor and outdoor practice field and it's like like that's why i think like people hate it when i say this but when it's apples to apples and the actual like contracts are pretty much the same why would you choose washington over the dallas cowboys exactly. right it's like you know like yeah. i would you know texas sales tax is cheaper over there so the contracts are technically worth more over there and then mm-hmm. on top of that the actual stadium experience is nice and indoors and state-of-the-art and you know jerry jones loves spoiling his stars and you know, i'm sure michael parsons is going to be sitting next to him like at some like you know the nba finals or something like that. i mean like it's always yeah, just, like, exactly. happens that way so you know it's just mm-hmm. different so we'll see how it goes so we have Dan, Dan used to spoil his stars too. Unfortunately, he would all, he would spoil the the stars past their prime. Exactly, yeah, that, was a, that was a big issue for exactly. Washington. Exactly. Yeah, and and hopefully, hopefully, as we move forward, hopefully with the rebrand, mm-hmm. hopefully with a new stadium, mm-hmm. hopefully this all kind of comes together like it has for like it's supposed uh, to for the Cowboys and like it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, because absolutely. You go there to a game. It's an experience, not just in the stadium, outside mm-hmm. the stadium, around yes. the stadium. It's yes. the whole thing. Here, you've got a stadium mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. you got a mile to the closest public transportation. Yes. And, and it's, it's, it's just it – looks traffic it, is, it's, it looks like we're a high school apart. field, bro. Our field looks like a high school field compared Visually to the stadium. Ugly, and the food, it's hard to get food there. It's, 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 yes. you know, it's pretty difficult. Yeah. So, uh, all that scissors stuff. on yeah. the field. <laughs> physically dangerous to play on the field. Yeah. I totally yeah. that there. So, you yeah, add so all that wild. up. Yeah. You add all that up, and you've just got a, a, a not first class organization, however you want to claim it, whether it's a it's just a terrible bottom of the barrel organization. I would argue that. I would say we're more towards the bottom third than the yeah. actual top third. Unfortunately, but well, yeah. we got a chance. But we've yeah. got a chance in the next five years to be able to build upon that. But no matter what, you'll hear me say probably since our very first episode way back in February. Yeah. If you win, none of that matters. Mm-hmm. None of it matters. You can have poop. Falling out of the, the stands on the people. Rain. Let, it, let it come down. Let it put it in the all day. It's Washington the Cowboys fans. Right? Right? So it's only yeah. our fans that that happens. All day. Yeah. I don't care. If we're, we're running Raven up the field on teams, I don't care. None of that matters. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm with you, too. Yeah, I do. I agree with you guys. I do think the window's going to – um, with the new stadium, that's going to open a lot of doors for us, right? I think we are mm-hmm. – um, you know, winning's definitely going to occur all. I think – Star power and having a QB will definitely stabilize our team a little bit. You know, RG3 Mm -hmm. basically, you know, with him, I don't know if you guys remember, it's it's been a long time now, but when RG3, you know, going into 2013, there was like a NFL NFL headquarters in New York. It was like Peyton, you know, I forget the quarterbacks now, but I think it was like Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, RG3. He's like behind the emblem. And it was like they were trying to market him and try to build up Washington. But then, you know, everything happened in 2013. You know, it was one of my least favorite years of all time, you know, with the whole Shanahan drama and RG3's no. knee going down. It was, rough, it was ugly, yeah. but you know, we were on the precipice. We were about to explode. And then right to the famine. That was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. back to square one. <laughs> and, and here we are. <laughs> Speaking of our, our QB situation. So we talked at length yesterday about yeah. whether or not it's time to move 
to Kyle <laughs> Allen. What are your thoughts on the QB situation? If Taylor Heineke's healthy, does he start next week? Yeah. So me and Trevor have talked about this extensively on other podcasts. I've also talked to it in my other groups as well. I'm vehemently opposed to that. I don't know how you guys feel. Like I, I feel I like Taylor well. Heineke, you know, he put in his work, man. It's like, he, you know, you, What's that saying where you're like you, you, you dance with the girl you brought to the dance? It wasn't whatever you came there with. Go home, yeah, you dance, go yeah. home with the go, girl go you brought. Girl yeah, yeah, you go home with the girl you brought to the dance. <laughs> so that's what you got to do, right? So basically, it's like Taylor Heineke. <laughs> has he been like a superstar? No. Has he shown some moxie? Has he shown some composure during some tough times? Word? Yes. Moxie, yeah, moxie every single time, right? It's always yeah. Taylor Heineke moxie. But um, <laughs> I just think that you know, I think he, it. Yesterday, I think it exposed his flaws. I think uh, it wasn't necessarily 100% his fault. Their defensive line, their front seven are maniacs. And seeing Micah Parsons in person, I'm telling you what, like, that's something special. He's he looked stud, like, yeah. like, he looked like, like, I don't, it's blasphemous to say, Lawrence Taylor esque. He's a maniac out there. He's you really know what? Fast. Yeah. That's funny you said that because somebody on live stream said that he reminds us of Lawrence Taylor in his early. No, he or... said that he's the next Lawrence. Oh, Taylor. the next Lawrence. I, I would yeah. say whoa, whoa. Yeah, but I say you can't. You can't like being. I actually saw some Lawrence Taylor, so I can't actually mm -hmm. say that. But like right. you saw some tw fast twitch. Like he, he just looked like the superior athlete out there. Like it was like he just did a couple of jukes, and it was like the offensive line had like no response. Like it was ridiculous. He, and, he um, made a fool of Brandon Sheriff at. at all least day, bro. twice yeah. that I can think of. Yeah, it was he. He's a stud. Unfortunately, he's wearing the wrong jersey, mm. uh, and it's Washington. by luck too. It's like I've talked about that as well. So let me finish that part off. So, so in regard to luck, they, the Cowboys wanted Patrick Sertain. They wanted him as the cornerback, and mm -hmm. that was what they scheduled to take. And basically, mm -hmm. they caught with their, you know they caught with their um they weren't ready for it. They caught with the pants down. Basically, yep. it didn't work out. You know they took the best player available, and it worked. It worked two years in a row. C.D. Lamb and now Micah Parsons. And I think Washington mm -hmm. should start looking into that as well. Like we researched. Yeah, stop trying Davis. to research these yeah. re diamonds in the rough. Yeah, yeah just... and just take the best player available because <laughs> yeah. your needs change year after year. So I think that's what happened yes. there. And then finally, going back to Heineke, I think Heineke, I like him as a player. I do want him as part of the QB room next year, but I just think like he's not like I haven't tweeted this morning. There's some quarterbacks that are elite and can mask a lot of flaws, right? So when things are going chaotic, you can basically override, you know, rise above that. And basically, mm -hmm. Taylor Heineke cannot do that. He can, in a perfect climate and a vacuum, he can carry the team. He can win the game for you. But basically, when things are chaotic, when there's blitzes coming, and he feels like he has to overcompensate, then it just all goes downhill really quickly. So, like, he's more of a middle-of-the-pack, lower-end starter, maybe, you know, an ideal backup. I think we need to add talent to the QB room, whether it's um, what's up, Maul? Whether it's basically um, whether I, I mean, for me, I'd rather draft a quarterback and develop him over the next couple of years. And you know, there's no way we're going to get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, in my opinion. So no. go for the draft pick and build him up. All right, yeah. well, one can uh, certainly <laughs> hope. So that that should be a good thing. We appreciate you, George. George Carson, man, it's good seeing y'all, guys. Yeah, Trevor, yes, tomorrow sir. with Joe Castro. We got to catch up tomorrow. Remember that? Yes, sir. All right, yes, sir. Later. This I'll is uh, George Carmey. You can I'll catch him you. on full press coverage, Washington. George, always a pleasure to have you. Pleasure always, guys. Take All care. right, appreciate you, George. Bye, guys. Right. George. Great stuff. The uh, shout out to our fans and uh, and people jumping in. So again, uh, Andre and Tiho are going back and forth in the chat. There <laughs> we showed showed this shout out to to Jamal, uh, Jamal from Let Mall Tell It uh, Trap Dive Podcast. Great content creator. Check him out. He's out on our Twitch. We had Rio who was up here a little bit. Steve as well. 
Steve from, from Washington, Washington Football, Football Addicts, Addicts yeah. rambling with Rio. So shout out to all these guys who are, who are jumping in there. The uh, George brought the fire. Lots of great yeah. things that he that he had that to say. That theory there. was nice, though. That's a very that's a really that theory of about it's the fans that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They've probably bought those sense. tickets when they were like a hundred dollars when yeah, Washington then, fans are sitting there having free. to buy it. Like yeah. those lower bowl tickets. I think at the end, yes. I think those lower bowl tickets probably got down to maybe three hundred dollars, but that's still okay. a lot. I mean, could you that imagine you? Some of these fans, you I know, we're, we're season ticket holders, so we had we paid what we paid. But I mean, could you imagine if you bought the tickets at the beginning of the week, six hundred to a thousand dollars? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you watch your team just completely get trounced <laughs> in the first right. half. Right. And you feel sorry for those fans because they're like, oh, we won four games. We're beating Dallas. Get a ticket. Get a ticket. Get a ticket. And they right, pay right. those horrible prices. Right. And, and then, then they're never yeah. coming back. No. Those ever. particular fans are never coming no. back because that's what no. they saw. They, pro- they, they saw- probably spent paychecks to come here. Yeah, and, sure. and they get surrounded by Dallas that's, fans. could be somebody's Christmas present, too, two weeks early. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though we play them in Texas, but that could have been their part of the Christmas. And it's we ruined their Christmas, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is all, this is something EP brings up, uh, the military community. So of course. You know, there's transplants. DC is definitely mm-hmm. a, just a the federal community. So yeah, yeah just, just the federal government in general. People come here to work for the federal government for a few years and then they go back. So they come from Texas and New York and Pennsylvania and everywhere. But I'm just using those because those are our our different uh, rivals in the NFC East. But yeah, so it's a it is a transient community, 100. percent But again, it's always been a transient community. And what was RFK like? They back in the Super Bowl, Bowl years. Washington it filled, filled it up. Washington right, right. filled so it up with Burgundy and Gold. Time. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I also agree with that uh, as far as like filling it up there. Not just the – right now, the team's not good, so you're going to fill it with opposing fans. Uh-huh. And it's not just the transit community. It's the Super Bowl thing as well. It's, uh, um, it's also – it's a destination site, right? People, people can couple the game with mm-hmm. a visit to the National Mall. They can mm-hmm. see the White House, the Washington Monument. They can see, you know, the Smithsonian's. They can do all of that in addition to the game. So when even if they are the ones who are paying six hundred dollars a ticket, yeah, it's fine. They're doing a whole week long excursion to kind of make you know the most of right. that that money being spent. And it Whereas doesn't hurt that here, Dallas is eight and four. It doesn't right? hurt if that they were Dallas four and eight, a winning team like right now. Right. Yeah. All of those are, are huge factors, and uh, it's just it's depressing. One you day, can't guys, make excuses for it because One day. it was it it was a well deserved butt whooping, and it was a well deserved smack in our own face on how our organization is run from top to bottom, all the way down to the water boy trainers who is in jail or wherever <laughs> the water at right now. Oh, DEA rhyme. Yeah, well, you know, all the way from the top, you go all the way down through the players, and then you also the water go boy to all the administration, and then you go to the there. medical. Oh, that guy's in jail or whatever situation. The water boy in, giving so. players vodka into the water, and <laughs> right, just like, right. what so, in the world is going on? Because we're playing drunk on the field, obviously. Can yeah. we get back to the field real quick now? Let's talk a little more about the field. Shout out to Toothpick First String po- uh, I got Podcast. To say. Yep, we got. Don't forget, we've got JP Flame from the Junkies coming up here. Yeah, and we just also got to get to our go gos and no gos too. So yep. let's hear what right Trev's got to say. Let's, let's oh, see what you got to say. Just about the game. Just about the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, you ready? 
Ready. Uh oh, is this a hot take alert? Yep. Sounds like okay. it. And we need it up. We need a. I tweeted it. I tweeted it before I went to bed last night. It didn't get much steam because I think it was late. But here's my hot take. Yeah, because I was gonna just poo poo all over it. I oh, you saw it? Saying. Yeah, you I saw, saw it? it. Yeah. <laughs> the Washington football team will elevate Kelvin Harmon to the active roster for Sunday. I know that's probably a Wednesday conversation, but I don't think they will. I mean, and I'll bet you a dollar. I'll take that dollar. Let me just let me you just never say know. Look how many people have that. COVID for us right now on Monday. This COVID thing ain't over. If we can survive the week yeah. with from COVID, then you'll win your dollar, Nathan. But I, for some reason, have a strange feeling we're gonna see Kelvin Harmon on I'm Sunday. Just saying, two of those people if. who went out with COVID are the practice squad. Might have been playing yeah, uh, hopscotch with squad. Kelvin Harmon. So I'm just saying. But, okay, so let me ask you this, Trev. <laughs> What is the I, – why should we care if he's on the – if he gets elevated? Who cares? He's Kelvin um, Harmon. Well, because he's a really good blocking wide receiver. He's okay. probably better That's what we than need. – That's what we need. You're right. Yes. We need I a mean, blocking wide receiver. Yeah, we do. So that we can block I mean, I watched, I watched, defensive backs. I watched Alan Lazard <laughs> last night block everybody uh -huh. as part of the offense. I mean, yeah. he's, it's a key thing. It's a key thing. It and is. Maybe it, it can be a key thing, but you know what you need? You need instead <laughs> of Al Nazard, you need Devontae Adams to catch 13 balls for 120 nice. or whatever. Okay, yeah, he did. I know, but That'd Al Nazard nice. caught the first yeah, touchdown, so I don't even care. He, he got a touchdown. <laughs> right, he caught right. it. He's crucial. Kelvin Harmon is a dime a dozen. I'm okay. So if Terry, but I'm just oh, saying this is a Wednesday. Terry. This is a Wednesday conversation. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll finish whatever. up the wide receiver talk on on Wednesday. The reason <laughs> yeah, why yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll leave you with this. I'll leave with this. What? Dax Milne is is already – he's not on the practice squad. He's on, on the 53. He just gets inactivated. He's mm -hmm. going to be active if Terry McLaurin can't go, and you're going to see more Cam Sims. But we'll finish this conversation okay. on Wednesday's show. We'll finish All it right. off. So like this is related, but it's also related to the game yesterday. Okay. Taylor Heineke did not get Terry McLaurin hurt, and I've seen a lot of that. He did not. Why not? How bro? many times – how many times in a game do guys go jumping for balls and come down with it and not knock their head on the ground? A thousand per week, whatever it is. It happens every game, multiple times a game. It wasn't a great throw. So what? You've thrown it up. How many times do you hear this? Wait, hang on. How many times do you hear this? Throw it up. Give your receiver a chance. That's all he did. It was a football play, and he got hurt. On that particular play, he should have just gotten for the first down. He didn't need it. Okay, didn't I'm not talking about that. But he but didn't yeah. get hurt. Here's mine. He you ready? Okay. Yeah. Here's mine. Terry McLaurin is not built for 50-50 balls, even though he's really, really good at them. Okay? If he's double covered, there's no reason why Terry McLaurin should have to jump four feet in the air to catch a ball. He's not built for that and because he's too small. He's really, Thanks. really good at it. He's good at it, but he's only good at it because that's the only kind of balls Taylor throws him. <laughs> Let's think about that, you guys. Okay, that's fine. Be honest. That's true. That's fine. So, but, but, and, but, you're, but you're getting Terry killed every single throw. He just that's, happened to get hurt really, really bad. Not, on this not just one. Terry. He, he does put – 
I'll say puts his I don't, receivers in harm's way all Cam the Sims? time. How come we're not saying the same thing about the throw to Cam Cause, Sims? Because Cam Sims is 6'4", 6'5", and he's bigger than Terry McLaurin. That's his Okay, that's so his you, can only throw, you can only throw 50-50 balls to Cam Sims. You can't throw them to Terry McLaurin. Cam's, you can throw him to Terry McLaurin. It's in the NFL. But you, but you really, but we can't you should not. There's balls. no reason why we're throwing that many okay. 50, 50 balls to Terry McLaurin because you're getting that man it's hurt. And not about the 50 balls. It's not Trav, don't, don't fall for Stoner's trap here. It's not about the 50 50 balls. <laughs> it's he? about the balls that Sticky. are high and behind mm-hmm. and putting Terry Thank McLaurin you. in a position that is Thank, going to get him saying. injured. Yes, and it's not and just that, Terry McLaurin, it's no. others. I it's will agree everybody. with Stoner. I don't think that it was Taylor Heineke who got McLaurin injured. Okay. I just think that that would happen to be, it was a bad decision. Okay. I'll give you, I'll, it was a bad okay. decision by, yeah. by, by Heineke. Which yep. led to what? Shall what? I, shall I show this? It was, it was, yes. Let's show this. We'll take <laughs> off our branding so we can see Trevor. And this is exactly, right yes. This is exactly why, what I'm talking about. He gets it was a bad receiver. decision. Okay, but oh, every it, was, game. it wasn't necessarily him throwing into double coverage that got McLaurin injured. It just was just the way he ended up falling to the ground, which easily could have just been a nothing burger. It could have been just simply, you know, oh, no you, issue here. Oh, yeah. Look how wide open Curtis two Samuel receivers is. are. I, right. I can't stand it, bro. But he look does at, this but look happens at the every score. game. Look at the I score. I don't yeah, care about that's this. why he's no, doing it. Twenty four points on that on that throw, right? Yeah, I'm not, not saying, but this, but this is also a product of the score because he was pressing. Right? We, we, they've all said that, and he tried to make a 24 point play. Yeah, on one and you play. can't do that. If that's the score the... was reversed, I guarantee he would have thrown it to Curtis Samuel. I don't think he would have. Still. <laughs> I I think he would have. But it's I mean so that's, it's that's a product of Taylor Heineke not being the man. We all and we all know that he, no, he doesn't have to be the man. He just has to be better. Like this right, is right. But that's that, what we're saying, though, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like, this yeah, like you don't have to be the Taylor man. Heineke. You just have to do your job, which is to right. read that's the a, field. This is one of the things that the coaches have not, gotten onto him about, yeah, which is exactly. just like get just take so, what the defense gives you. You don't have. He doesn't have to get the touchdown right there if they just keep driving. They can still score, and if they get the touchdown at the end of that drive, which is the goal. You know, they're they're still only down a few. You're only showing that because he said good points. <laughs> Steve, right, right. do yeah, not exactly. feed into this. Yeah, game. Steve, we're on the show too. <laughs> <laughs> so right. bad, bad decision by Heineke, but he wasn't. It was okay. wasn't his fault that McLaurin got injured. It just happened to be the play that he was injured on. Now, he, that being said, Heineke's bad passes do put his wide receivers at risk for injury. Thank you. Yes, thank you. High I'm risk. Not I mean, I'm not every quarterback does. Every quarterback does. But Taylor literally tries to get his receiver's head knocked off. Like, there's, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't understand. Somebody that. in the game last night, um, Aaron Rodgers threw a pass to somebody coming across the middle, and he I got absolutely destroyed. I, it might have been Aaron Jones. It, mm-hmm. it might have been. I, I don't remember exactly who it was, but and I saw that, and I was like, well, there's an example of a top five quarterback of all time throwing his receiver into a spot where he's going to get injured. It happens once in a while. With Taylor, it, it seems to happen time. a lot more because he's not good enough to not I mean, allow that to happen. 
think about it. The game, right. the game before this, in the Raiders game, what happened to, to uh, McLaurin? He had to come out for a little bit because maybe like a minor shoulder injury or something. He, yeah, Terry McLaurin, it gets banged up every single game, whether he shows it to the camera or not. That man yeah. takes shots. He gets triple, quadruple team, which means more shots. It's just Taylor throws his receivers into harm's way more than he throws it when it's unnecessary. Aaron Rodgers last night was probably necessary to get the first down. That's mm. that's fine. We'll take it. But if you're throwing a, a bomb, it's third and five, and he's four <laughs> people, five people around Cam Sims at one time. Are yeah. you kidding me right now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, you're right. His performance yesterday was not but good. No. But it it was good the four games leading in. So we'll we'll see what happens going forward. But Ron has already said for sure that he's a quarterback as long if, as he's, if he's yeah, healthy. healthy. If he's healthy. Yeah, I got to we'll call Ron tomorrow. Heineke on Sunday <laughs> against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to join him in the junkies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Speaking of the junkies, which was my segue. Yeah, you guys, come on. I know you did. You did a good job. You didn't. You didn't complete the segue though. You gotta. You gotta continue (laughs) going. That's you. That's your part. (laughs) We are being joined right now by JP from the junkies. He is also the author of his book, which you can get on Still Barking. Dot com. Yep. So you can catch that. Get that. It's the Sports Junkies. Twenty five years. Their their friendship their brotherhood, get all that good stuff. Let's welcome JP for the second time to ref the district. Aww. He's festive today. What up, he JP? He's got a, he's What's got up, fellas? Whole Christmas thing going on today. How we doing? I'm doing all right. That actually was, you know, uh, my mom passed this year, but oh. it's a little homage to my mom because the last few years, I grew up, always had a real tree. It wasn't anything monster. It was probably like one of those seven-foot Fraser firs. And yeah. as she got a little bit older, she didn't, she was living by herself. She didn't want to deal with the big tree, so she would do kind of the smaller tree, yep. and uh, we decided to bring that over, put it in the office. Very so that's nice. the deal. As I, I do that too. Let's talk about Taylor Heineke. I can tell a couple <laughs> of you guys are a little iffy on Taylor. I don't blame we're not, you. We're, we're, a lot, we're a lot iffy, JP. There's. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, I, I think we're like all them. in agreement that that, and everybody is. I don't think I've ever seen anywhere that everybody says Taylor Heineke is the quarterback of the future. But we just got to get through this year and probably again next year. But oh. this year we got to get through with Taylor Heineke. Is it? We've had this discussion a lot lately. Is Kyle Allen going to get a chance, you think, in the next couple of games? I don't think so. I think that ship is sealed. Taylor's played well enough, I think, where he's not going to get benched. Now, if he had three straight games like he had yesterday, yeah. well, then that's a different story. But I wouldn't anticipate that, you know. During that four-game win streak, which caught me by surprise. I'm sure it caught you guys by surprise. Oh, yeah, for sure. Particularly the Tampa game. He started to take care of the ball. They were running the football effectively, controlling the clock. His completion percentage in those four wins, all of them above 70%. In one of the games, above 80%. The attempts were down. Yesterday, it just looked like he was pressing a little bit. The two passes which got me – all right, he could have had one picked off, which De'Ami Brown fell down on. I'm almost going to give him a pass on that, although yeah. it probably wasn't a great ball. But the yeah. two over the middle where he tried to kind of jam it into, like, triple coverage, yeah. I don't know what he was thinking there. I mean, Micah Parsons almost picked off one of them. The other one, he was lucky that it wasn't mm-hmm. picked. It, it was kind of out of character from the Heineke you'd seen the last month. 
but not out of character who we've seen overall, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. You know, first half of the that's season, where that. yes. during that two and six start, mm-hmm. I think his touchdown to interception ratio was 1.22 to one. That's not very good. Mm-hmm. That's better than Trevor Lawrence's, but it's not good. Is Trevor Why Lawrence think, really that bad? He's not. I, mean, been yeah, good I haven't this been year. paying attention. He's not been. Yeah, he hasn't been exactly okay. the, the you know the quarterback people envisioned him to be. Yeah. He's also he, a rookie. He plays so. for a different different team. Our yeah, journey, know, our journeyman, our journeyman starting quarterback Taylor Heineke has a this much better of a quarterback ready than a rookie in Jacksonville. I don't know. Is it really? Is it really this much better? I mean, <laughs> brought this up on the show today. Do you know how many touchdown passes Trevor Lawrence has in the season? I have no nine. idea. Less nine. than 10. I was about to say. Nine. Nine. Ten. Oh, nine. Over 10. 14. Oh, 14, because oh, oh, he threw four oh, yesterday. And yeah. throwing another seven fumbles, I believe. Yeah. That's not good. Really I think he's been a lot better than Trevor <laughs> yeah, Lawrence. Yeah. But Trevor Lawrence is playing for a terrible organization. Urban yeah. Meyer has been a disaster. With Heineke, we all know what he is. He's a middling quarterback at his best. Probably better served as kind of a top tier backup. Why do you think he was pressing so much yesterday? Was it just the fact that Washington went down, or was it the moment against a big rival? Because this is his first Dallas Cowboys game mm. wearing burgundy and gold. I don't think it was the moment or it was the Dallas Cowboys. I think maybe a little bit more what Trev said before. It's kind of in him, right? And he can kind of fight it off from time to time. Ron was preaching, be a game manager, play within himself. During that four-game winning streak, Taylor Heineke reminded me a little bit of Alex Smith. When they were winning games with Alex Smith, run the football, play good defense, don't commit turnovers. And during that four-game win streak, seven touchdowns, just two picks, it wasn't like he was having 300-yard games. He wasn't having those games at all. In fact, it was mostly short little passes. You know, this is speculation, but maybe no J.D. McKissick is big for a guy like Taylor Heineke who was throwing some dump offs during the last month. Very true. Yeah. You know, Very and you know, true. JP, Nathan was at the game yesterday, and our first guest we had on was George Carmi. He's from Full Press, Full Press Coverage, Washington. He was also at the game. And they both said that it was overwhelmingly in favor of Cowboys fans. Oh, yeah. Is this is this the new normal? And is it simply a product of the talent or lack thereof on the field? Or is this something big? I think this has been building for 25 years, right? Mm -hmm. They've been mired in mediocrity. As long as we've been doing the junkie show, they've Mm -hmm. pretty much been mediocre or worse. Every once in a while, there's a flare up. Todd Collins wins a couple of games and you sneak into the playoffs. (laughs) Todd Collins. Or you get in the playoffs at seven and nine. But when's the last time we had a 14 and two? 13 and three. I don't know. It, 11 it and four or five. For over 25 years. So there's the losing. There's also, and Nathan can talk about this. There's the experience at FedEx Field. So many people have kind of quit going. I know on our show, Lurch said it 13 years ago. He said, I'm never going back because he lives in Ashburn, Virginia. I think it took him two and a half hours to get home. And he was like, it's just not worth it. Juice ain't mm-hmm. worth the squeeze. So a lot of people have kind of counted it out because of that. You combine that with losing, I think it's tough to get out. But I got to tell you this. I did um, pregame live on NBC Sports Washington. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. J.B. Finley was doing a Mm stand-up. And while he was doing it, the Washington football team emerged from the tunnel and came out. And it was 
a sea of booze. Nothing <laughs> yeah. but booze. Like the yeah. Cowboys fans, they have completely taken over the stadium. I think it would take years of winning to actually curb that. But let's just say hypothetically, I brought this up on the show today. Just say hypothetically, you know, Ron talks about building the program. So, and we're going to have Ron Rivera on the show tomorrow, 825 on the Junkies. Yeah. But let's say this year they sneak into the playoffs, eight and nine, nine and eight, whatever it is, depending how they finish. Let's say next year is 10 and seven or 11 and six. And let's say in year four of Rivera, the trajectory continues and they're 13 and four. And there's a true sweat at like a championship game, potentially a Super Bowl. Well, then I think the fans come back and the fans withstand kind of a crappy stadium and bad experience and the traffic and parking and all the negatives you hear about. They'll withstand that because they did during the RG3 year, right? When when RG3 had things going in 2012, everybody was into it. The buzz was crazy. And you just withstand a terrible stadium. I mean, RFK was a terrible stadium. Let's be real. Mm. Yes. But there's a reason why they moved away from it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I have to call out. Sorry, Trev, just real quick. I have okay. to call out Lurch good? on something when he talks about not going to tailgate or not going to a game at FedEx Field. That's, that, I understand that, right? But he drives all the way to Virginia Tech to go to games <laughs> for a team that he doesn't like, for a terrible team, a terrible product on the field. Why? I know it's because his daughters go there. <laughs> but you know why? Oh, there you because, go. <laughs> no, because he, he likes the tailgate. Question. No, he yeah. likes the tailgate experience. He likes to right. hang out with the. He doesn't care what happens on the field. If in Washington he had a great tailgate experience, he would do it because it's not about really about the game. It's about hanging out with your boys and and barbecuing and throwing some cornhole and screaming at the opposing fans in the in the tailgate area. So I have a little I have a little thing to pick with Lurch there. Of course, he'll never come on our show, so. It's possible. He doesn't doesn't do that. It's possible. I would say this. Here's how you get Jason to come back. You need a bunch of rich benefactors to invite him. (laughs) That's really what Lurch is all about. You know, I'm looking around. I don't see any. I don't see any on this show. That's for sure. Sorry, like tailgating, maybe not so much. But if a couple of rich guys befriend him, invite him up into the box, then there's a possibility. Toss in a ride, like that guy. Look. More power to him. I actually write about it in the book and stillbarking.com. He legitimately has gone to Pebble Beach now a couple times on golf trips with the guy who contacted him on the text machine. A stranger reached out to him, knew that Jason was a golfer, and somehow he's gone private jet, drinking, playing at Pebble Beach, doesn't pay a dollar for it. That is Lurch's life. Yeah, meanwhile, I text him and I get nothing but crickets back. So yeah. I need, oh, the, go, I need the cash. You got to book yeah. that private jet next time, Stoner. You got to work, oh, yeah. work on your, your connects. So, JP, uh, minus all the obvious COVID issues and injury issues we had yesterday before the game even kicked off, what do you think was the reason why we got punched in the mouth like that in the first half and then all of a sudden all it takes is Ron Rivera yelling at halftime and we come out guns a-blazing or we at least play, play better? What do you think was the reason for the slow start yesterday? COVID? Too big of a moment? Four-game win streak? I don't know. I kind of look at it this way. Let's be real. Yeah. Isn't Dallas's roster better? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So, I feel like Dallas handed it to them because they're I- a better team. I don't buy into the yelling at halftime. I remember everybody got all fired up for Rivera because there was that one viral clip 
where he was <laughs> yeah. grilling the Carolina Panthers. Hey, Carolina? Yeah, I love that clip. And yeah. then they got smacked in the second half even worse. Nobody ever talks about They're like, oh, I didn't even know Ron that. Rivera. Look what he's doing to the team. They got smoked in the second half, right? So <laughs> I kind of look at it as Dallas is a better team. Micah Parsons proved to be a problem. They knew that it was going to be a problem. And that was, I think I heard that Micah Parsons, Lawrence, and Gregory had only been on the field together for 25 snaps. And clearly, that defensive line dominated the Washington football team's offensive line. And for the most part, the Washington football team's offensive line has played well here, particularly in the last month as they've been pounding the ball with Antonio Gibson. They got behind, and you guys were talking about it. Heineke started throwing his floaters, got out of character, and the game, I think, got away from him. In the second half, defense played solid. And look, I think they got a little lucky. Was that game 27 to 20? No, I mean, Dak Prescott gave him a gift. He didn't see Holcomb. Credit to Holcomb. Makes a good play. It's a pick six. All of a sudden, you're like, whoa, Washington might be able to steal this game. But in reality, Dallas was better. It kind of reminded me of the Chargers game, the the very first game, where where it was only 20 to 16. Right. But, I mean, the Chargers really owned that entire game. So my question is though, but don't we played the Buccaneers, who were obviously better than the Cowboys, but we looked way more prepared and more calm. Was it because of the bye week, or is it because I mean they have a better roster too than we do? They yeah, have Tom Brady. That is a good counterpoint there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> I mean, why? So I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's just I, I'm just asking you. What's your opinion, theory? You know? Um, I think it was the buzz. We're four game win streak. Taylor Heineke's one of the like he's his stats were great. 80% completes and printed. We won four in a row. It's Dallas week. They're coming to our place. The fans gonna be rocking. He's Everybody Jason right. Yeah, it was just a lot, a lot of buzz because we were still six and six, but because we won four games in a row. And and the only good team we beat in that span was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I just feel like they were riding high on that and mm-hmm. figured, oh, it's Dallas. You know, we beat them twice last year. I think that's how they felt. And that's why we got punched in the mouth first half. Yeah, I just think Dallas is a better team. <laughs> it's going to be but tough honestly, to beat them in the next go-round. Yeah, yeah it better team, just line it up. Like, if we were to pick the 10 best players on the field Overall. yesterday, yeah, how many Washington football team players are you going to put in there? Um, probably put... just Terry, John Allen. I wouldn't put Terry in there. Why would you Terry put Terry McCorm? in there? Well, not what necessarily do you, what do you not, not not based well, off just, of the game. But oh, not, okay. Overall, just overall. Overall, you're probably giving Terry. Terry and John Allen. Maybe, maybe you know, I wouldn't even put Cam, Cam Curl, Curl in there. Nah, no, Cam Landon Curl. Collins. Then you, you'd have CD Lamb. You'd have Landon Dak. Collins. You'd have you'd have Zeke. You'd have Demarcus Lawrence. You'd have Micah Parsons. Oh, you're right. I mean, I got Diggs. seven out of ten. Diggs got nine interceptions. Yeah. 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 So I just Dallas, think they're a better team. A better Can Washington beat them on occasion? Sure. If they feel like together, but they're not going to beat them with four turnovers. They're not going to beat them no. with not run the football effectively. Yeah. You know, I think we know. Like, could Heineke pull a rabbit out of his hat every once in a while? Sure. But by and large, they're going to win if Heineke's attempts are a little bit lower, if he's efficient. Kind of, again, kind of that Alex Smith model. Of football, it's not going to wow you. He's not going to yeah. throw a million downfield throws. Although, look, give him credit. That ball to Cam um, Cam Sims, Sims was a nice ball. Nice. I think, you know, a lot of fans gravitate to him because underdog story. 
smaller guy. Yeah. So you root for the underdog. But somebody called into our show today and compared him to Rudy. <laughs> There's a reason why Rudy wasn't on the field, right? Yeah, he, he had one play. He had one right. play at the yeah. very, very, very Everybody end. had to give up their jersey <laughs> for, for to, to make that one play happen. <laughs> yeah. Do you think if Taylor Heineke was healthy, do you think that if he ran that last drive that Washington scores? Because Kyle mm. Allen was the, the QB there. He had a beautiful pass to Carter. So. Carter dropped the, the ball. Yeah. And then Kyle Allen immediately cuffs so. the, the ball. Do you think if Taylor Heineke's in there and healthy that he gets another one of these drives where they potentially tie or you know go for the two-point conversion and, and potentially it's a game-winning drive? Do you think that happens with Taylor Heineke yesterday? No, I'll agree with you. <laughs> I don't really think so. <laughs> nah. but, hard, hard to imagine, right? Hard to imagine. There's a lot of fans I've been seeing. Not I mean, a lot, but there's some fans. He had a terrible game yesterday. Yeah. I, I'd have to punch it up right now, but his final QBR, I want to say, was below five. Think about oh, that. Really? So it's yeah. 100. Yeah. Double check it. You know what? I can do that while we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, double check that. See where because yeah, it was I, probably his worst game. It was single digits in, the, in our in our for the entire yeah. career with us. Yeah, in the uniform. But I don't think he's as bad as he was yesterday, and I don't think he's as good as he was against uh, Tampa. Same with the whole team. There's somewhere in between there, and you've got to be able to, as a team, to be able to have that consistency to where you're not down 24 to nothing. And then where you have to press and you have to throw all the time. Yeah, his QBR was 4.9. Wow. Yeah. What was Trevor Lawrence? He had a 9.9. Moose had a bad quarterback play yesterday. Kyle Allen, I think, was uh, 5.9 or something. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty bad. (laughs) And and to be quite honest, I'm going to be real. I don't know. You guys can be different or whatever. But the Cowboys didn't show me anything special yesterday. No. Their defense was good. Defensively, yeah. Defensively, they looked good. Their offense. But Dak is not seventy, not five million dollars worth. Zeke is washed. Probably. I mean, they didn't have any. They only scored. They only scored six, or they only scored one touchdown. They only had one touchdown, right? Yeah. And they had five field goals, I think, or whatever. And they had the defensive touchdown. They only scored one offensive touchdown. So yeah, for sure that. uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't an overwhelming uh, oh. performance there. Oh, so you that. boys feel confident with four games left, all in the division. You got the Eagles twice in the span of three weeks. You got the Giants at the end of the season. Got the Cowboys again. Right yeah. now, the seven seed. If the playoffs mm-hmm. were to start today, are you confident Washington's going to be back in the playoffs? No. <laughs> I actually am. I actually I'm am. Not, bro, I, to be COVID, bro, and that's the only I'm, I mean, well, it's a thing. If we don't have yeah, the that, that can, we ain't that going can certainly torpedo the season. I think Seriously. that in these last four games, I think they can go two and two and sneak in there. I think that they need to realistically go three and one. I was going to say, yeah, have, I can see us have an actual shot. Uh, to do we it. lose well, to Dallas again. Well, for JP's sure, we been running around. Yeah, sorry. JP's been running around after all afternoon and maybe doesn't realize all of the guys who went on COVID uh, reserve, injured reserve oh, yeah. list today. Like Jonathan, Jonathan Allen's Allen. on COVID now. And, we, have, yeah. we have nine players total now on COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole defensive line it seems to be on COVID. Who were the other guys, Trev? I mean, it was Jonathan Allen. It was 
William um, Bradley David, King, David Mayo. Uh, yeah, all these guys went on. Look, it's going to be challenging, but I'm kind of with Nathan. If you go two and two, you're probably going to sneak in because yeah. if you really start doing schedule analysis, so I kind of feel like if you lined up the two teams, the Vikings are a better team. But take a look at the Vikings schedule. I think they still have Green Bay on the schedule. I can't remember. They might have the Bears twice. Those are winnable games. But I looked at their schedule. They're likely to go two and two down the stretch. I mean, most of these teams, look, there's a reason that they're all six and seven. They're not yeah. teams that generally streak four games in a row. Okay. For Washington, that's an outlier because they started mm-hmm. off the year two and six. But most of these teams win one, lose one, win one, lose one. I'd kind of counted out the Saints. But yesterday, the Saints showed, you know, with Simeon in there, they were bad. Without Kamara, bad. And Taysom Hill had the big interception game a week ago. But yesterday, he only threw the ball 21 times, ran for two scores. Kamara came in, was a monster. So now I kind of feel like the Saints have a shot. But again, you got to look at their schedule. Um, I, I find it hard to believe that the Falcons could be in the mix. Yeah, the fifth team is it's the, the Vikings. By the way, it's Bears twice, Rams Niners. and Packers are okay. The so other Rams games. and Packers. So I mean, you would expect all right, they'll be a favorite against the Bears, but they're going to be a dog in two of those games. So mm-hmm. to me, that's probably two and two down the stretch for the Vikings. And you can go through this with each of these teams, like the Saints. Saints have got the Bucs Saints are Buccaneers, Dolphins, yeah. Panthers, and Falcons. What about the Forty Niners? Right there. So. I think the two-and-two scenario, I think a team gets in at eight and nine. So, Mm. obviously, if you're watching, you want to win three out of the final four. Yeah, Um, which is both Philly, New York, and lose to Dallas. Yeah. If you can pull that off, you're going to get in. Three and one. You can beat Dallas and lose to Philadelphia. Now, I do think this game coming up Sunday against Philadelphia is really going to be the one that's – the, the determining factor. I think they've shown the, yeah, for the sure. probability if they lose this game, they we, do have man. to win out essentially to make the playoffs at that point. Uh, just because the Philadelphia game also at six and seven puts them in a, in or a you have position. them twice. This is where I disagree yeah, with you. Nathan. I mean, you could split with Philly and I think you're still in good shape. Tiebreaker wise, you know, I guess, mm. it, you know, obviously you want to get the win and, as you mentioned, the COVID issues, that's going to be an issue. But I think mm-hmm. the problem wasn't the defense. Even though they had backups to back right. the defense they did their, they held their own. proven to be solid, it was the offense. So you got to get back to that. Ooh, get, get real quick. The 25 times. I was going to say, I'm going to talk about Gibby. Is his fumbling situation a problem, and do we address that in the draft this upcoming draft season? It's definitely a problem end. this year. Like, do we assign a free agent run it? Like, do we bring in somebody else new or who let him? I don't know that I would draft somebody because they're going to have other holes to fill. Yeah. Hopefully, you get it right. You know, the weird part is, I don't think he had a fumble last year. He didn't have any. Oh. Or at least none that were okay. rememberable because I do think that he had a few, but I don't, I just don't think they're as back breaking as look it up. this year. Look <laughs> yeah, up, JP. Sure. While you're looking up here, I, I wanted to bring up the other schedules of, of note. So Trev asked for the uh, final four games for the 49ers. They have the Falcons oh, yeah. at Titans versus the Texans and at Rams. The Eagles, Ooh. though, this is the interesting one for the yeah. Eagles. They have Washington twice. twice. They're against the Giants and against 
the Cowboys, both home games. Yeah, so it's a whole NFC so, round robin yep. kind of tournament. Both Philadelphia and Washington with the with the NFC East round robin. Yeah. Yeah, our guy, uh, our guy Tiho, he says he says he had he's, zero he's coming in there with, with the zero. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so that's old Tiho there. Thank I'm you, sorry. Gibby. Or whoever it was, Tito, Gibby. That's, that's Tito. Oh, that's our guy, Tito. Tito. Yeah, <laughs> he's one of our loyal listeners. He's a, he's our he's one of our P ones. There you go. <laughs> yeah. What happened so, this week? I invited you to the P one book party. I know. Oh, it was, it was the whole thing. Well, first, Trev. I had to DJ a wedding. He was DJing a wedding, and he lives three hours away. And yeah. uh, and I could. It's a whole thing going on in the Stone household where there's a little bit of friction. Uh, between family members uh, and all that, but uh, so I couldn't make it. I was really bummed because this was like this was he like was. my Super Bowl. JB, he was. Nathan, yeah. Nathan, and Trev were like, I can't believe you're not going to be able to go. I felt this really is, bad. His, just, he had a family imagine. member come in. I told him that family member could to tour DC while he goes to the party. But uh, he's <laughs> yeah. he's a he's a nicer family, family member man. than I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We really and how was it? It was a great uh, every all the pictures. I saw looked some amazing. pictures. Yeah. It looked like yeah, it, it worked out. Time. You know, uh, for for those that don't know, P one is like an inside radio term for first preference, and it means if you got in your car, what is the first radio station you put on? So we've kind of used the term P one for the people that have listened to us for years, maybe listen to us daily. They know everything about the show. Mm-hmm. Don't miss many segments, and so. One of my buddies had this idea about golden tickets like Willy Wonka. And in the first thousand books shipped, I had 25 golden tickets. They were invited to the party. And then I had some book signings along the way, gave away more golden tickets. Then I invited donks I met along the way like you guys. And and next thing I know, it was like, I I actually wasn't keeping track. My wife says, how many people are coming out? I said, be 75 to 100. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you, one thing that is great about the junkies is we have like a really loyal audience that has been on this ride with us for 25 years. And part of the cool thing about that is you meet a lot of people along the way, right? So the best move I made was about a month ago, I reached out to Tailgate Ted and said, hey, what are you doing on – uh, Saturday night, what was the date? The 11th, 11th December 11th. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I yep. said, any chance you might want to provide some food? And he was like, yeah, I'll definitely do that. And then uh, uh, you know, we had some live music. We had we had comedy from Big John, which yep. was, he ruined the surprise, but Big John is a guy who's followed our show for almost two decades. And to be honest, all he does is get pummeled on the show. He pretty much calls in and he gets made fun of by the guys. <laughs> over and over again and he's he says he's a comedian his bombs always tank on the show he bombs i mean his jokes bomb whatever the heck i just said Um, and so i wanted like the intrigue of everybody there that has heard this guy they might not have ever seen him but it was like train wreck i anticipated full train wreck i'll give him credit he was brave some of the jokes did bomb eventually kind of started just joning on the junkies and the yeah. next thing went and over. That's what works. And, he, yeah. and, 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 you know, people were into it. So uh, kudos to him. So kind of set up a lot of things, had alcohol, food. Yeah. It was a good time. So it sounds yeah. like Big John is y'all's version of Taylor Heineke. 
<laughs> well, at least you're Taylor Hattie, because I can tell you pretty much beat up on him a lot. <laughs> yeah, He's, he he hates him. And and again, well, we have a lot of big gentlemen. Like... Stoner knows that man. There's a phenomenon in radio. I don't know if hmm. you guys have it within your show. Um, and I write about this in Still Barking, the book, which you can get at stillbarking.com. There's the plug. But Rom the card counter is a is a character on the show, and he coined a term called attention dollars, and it is very apropos. So attention dollars is people that do not mind for the attention to be the butt of all jokes, to get grilled all the time, <laughs> be made fun of, but they're getting that attention. And Big John is one of them. But Rom is another one that was basically a punching bag on the show for years and years. Or yeah. our producers become that, you know? Right. Uh, I'm sure like on this show, Nathan is your show punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We do that uh, all the time. <laughs> you guys might think I am because you guys think you have the upper hand on the Gibson thing. But I just want to point out here, there uh, was in uh, fact one fumble what? in his, oh! his first season. So so I would like to to point out that I was uh, I was correct. He was did that fumble the ball. Was that a fumble lost or just a fumble? It doesn't matter. That wasn't specified. <laughs> is was that pro fumble. football reference? This, this is uh, – uh, Yeah, pro football yeah, reference. Pro football yes, reference. Right. They're going to have to fight it out with ESPN. Uh-oh. <laughs> I tried to – I was bringing up the uh, ESPN one. No, but uh, actually, well. see, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird. So it looks like he might have had two fumbles on – receptions yeah, yeah he had yeah he had oh, two yeah. fumbles and two fumbles lost there, there ah. lies the run. Yeah. So i was looking so at fumbles. you know what point is it wasn't as big a problem last year this is correct right. this year yeah this year <laughs> yeah, this right. this year this year it's been pretty bad i just needed to atone for for being called out <laughs> Kudos thinking i didn't didn't know that he did <laughs> i need to talk to my crack research staff <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got to that that would be yeah. that would T be this guy right here. Tio here. Tio, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well it's been great having you on, JP. We yeah, really JP, appreciate we really you do. Uh, taking the time. This is you are our, actually our first two-time guest. I mean, we've wow. had some of our our podcast creators like George Carmi, who was on earlier. He's uh -huh. been on, but not as like a scheduled guest. So this mm -hmm. is our first two-time scheduled guest, John Paul Flame from the Junkies. Of course, here's the book. I've got my copy right here, still barking. Hey. Which you nice. can get. What is that uh, post-it note? Uh, is that a, is bookmark. That oh no, that's what my. That? That's where I am. That's where I see. am. What page is it? Uh, I am on page forty-six. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten very far. What did you lie? That was my second time. Four hundred EP put in our chat that that she bought the book. Can we get a dramatic reading? There we go. Yeah, Stoner, could you bring out some of that read, broadcast? Uh, here's something style. that nobody will know. I guarantee nobody has figured this out with the book. All right. So with page 46 is probably like chapter four. I'm not quite sure. Uh, let's see what chapter that. Chapter four, yes. Chapter four. You're not going to do a uh, max, chapter, uh, max major there's, thing, right? There's little anecdotes, and they're, divi they're divided, right? Yep. So yep. Um, the dividers are what, Stoney? What do you oh, mean? Stoney. Yeah, what do you mean dividers? I mean, what do you in mean? In between each anecdotes, it's not like a straight line. What is it? It's four stars. Significance meaning? Four stars, four four junkies. There you go. Nobody, right, yeah. It's one of those little subtle things that nobody's probably going to pick up on. Yeah. But now I'm giving you inside the book. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and, and this is about the time when you guys were were just getting started, of course, towards the beginning of the book. And Don and Mike were, well, Don was the uh, the the executive producer. He was the program manager. And you guys were talking about just getting your start and having having to get Don on your side because Mike was just a, a, a good guy, but Don was kind of a hard ass. So that's where I am in the book. There's your dramatic interpretation of chapter four where reading. I am. <laughs> no, it was not read, like from the start. Oh, from hey, the Jay. very start? Oh, you don't want you don't want to. Yeah, come that. on, give me a paragraph. All right, here you go. Here's a paragraph. Oh this my gosh. Four stars, like there are four stars, right? Yep. Four stars. <laughs> okay. This is in chapter four on page 46. Dramatic start or dramatic. <clears throat> I want to feel in. what you're reading. What right. is the title of the chapter? Oh, the, this particular chapter. The title is see you can tell I never done not for everyone. Not for everyone. You (laughs) (laughs) You ready? You ready? (laughs) Pouring into the main studio as Don packed his papers into a brown attache case. It didn't matter that we had been doing weekend radio for over a year. The moment felt like our first show all over again. There you go. There you go. There's a paragraph. Thank you. I wonder what happens next. (laughs) I wonder. I wonder if these guys make it. I wonder if they even have a shot. <laughs> I haven't even looked at the pictures yet. Um, which will, There's some will good be pictures. Really you know what? Well. Since you're at page 46, I'll tell yeah. you. This is also inside the book. Yeah. Ooh. Pictures kind of tell the story, right? So the first two pictures, three of us grew up together. So there's some childhood pictures. Then there's the bridge. Jason playing basketball at DeMatha, playing basketball yep. at college. We get to meet Jason. So we've been high school friends. Then you get to the cable access TV show. Flip the page. Yep. Just give away the whole book. But yep. Yeah. Stillbarking.com. So then you get to the cable access TV show, which is kind of the embryonic stage, kind of where you guys are at. Yep. How long have you been, been doing this thing? Since Just about a year. About a year. Yep. Yep. About a year. So there you go. A year later, article gets written about us in the Washington Times, and bam, we get a shot to do radio on WJFK. And, and uh, we'll have to read to find out what happens next. <laughs> right, yes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely no check idea. that out. That's still barking.com. You can get the book. EP, our executive producer, bought the book for the Perry household. So I'll be reading it as well. Yes. Uh, T-Ho is asking about the sports yeah. junkie. Uh, Stoner, where do you listen? Because I'm assuming because he's mentioned, T-Ho's mentioned Spotify here. Where yep. can they pull you down? If they're not listening to you live, JP, where can they find the junkies? Well, our company now likes to promote the app, so that's what I will do. Our company is Odyssey. They have an app, and you can get everything there, stream it on the app. There are a million ways, though, if you're creative, to, to, to find the show. The Odyssey app, and it actually has a rewind feature. So imagine, there you go, imagine you miss Ron Rivera's interview tomorrow at 825. And Which you, you shouldn't, but if you do. You have a job. You right. Going on. But then Maybe. at lunch, you have free time. You can actually hit the rewind feature and go back in time and listen to it that way. But obviously, yes. you can podcast. There's a million ways to get there. Yep, show. yep. Like mine, I've got my, uh, I'm on, uh, epi- I'm on um, part one from this morning. Yep, Since you're I'm, giving uh, us inside stuff, I know we're kind of having you on here long, but I have one quick question. What? Man, I'm, I'm not in a rush. All right, word. Can you give us a question that we're looking forward to hear you ask Ron Rivera tomorrow? Like mm. one of your one of your best questions you have. It's only you and, and Jason this week. Right? Yeah, yeah. So so like my extensive 
preparation that I've already done for this <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, so, He's definitely right done now. this, right? Yeah. <laughs> you want the question? No, right no. let, let, me, let me look at my let me look at my sheet <laughs> of extensive preparation. <laughs> hey, coach, you don't have to do that. Here's here's what pe- you know. What's funny though about that? A lot of people will tweet us, particularly when they were losing, and yeah. they'll say, "Why don't you ask coach a question like this?" Let me give you a question that. Listeners would try and get us to ask Coach Rivera. Hey, Coach, why does the defense suck? Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, we're not going to ask that type of question. Um, I'm sure we'll probably get into some of. Oh, I have one you can ask. I'm for. sure we'll get into some of the things that he actually talked about today in, in the presser. But maybe yeah. we can get more of his theory and kind of what you were talking about. Why did they start off so slow? And Let's also about them being sluggish, maybe being tired, mm-hmm. which. I think he mentioned that today, something yeah. about being and a little bit tired from the West Coast trip. We've had how many kickers on our squad this year for real? Four. Run the and fourth, yeah. We've had so many block kicks. What's going on with the block kicks? Well, we know different that a few of the kickers sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Brian, Brian Johnson, Johnson might be a nice story, but it might turn out. That he sucks too. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna find out. Yeah, we don't know, you know right? I know that the game, the the one he hit, great story. You know, a, a week ago, that trajectory yeah. wasn't that high on that one. Yeah, it came no, out pretty it, low. It, it it was scary watching I that one. I joke about but... it, and the guys busted my chops. But like, when they try out these guys, they should have, you know, like you, you play tennis sometimes, and they have that wall mm-hmm. where you can hit, you, you don't have somebody there to just hit it against. They need to have like a wall. Seriously. See how many times the guys clear the wall. Right, I mean, right. Nice 10 like, wall. Seriously. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. yeah, so what would you ask him? Why don't you give me <laughs> I'm now using you for my show prep and I'll just uh, by the way, I'll, I'll file this away. So how are you how are you handling this COVID situation? Are you looking to sign people off the street or are you gonna just promote within? Fair question. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be a combination he, of both. He he yeah. has said they have everything they need within the building, so I think that yeah, that's, but uh, that's an that's probably going to grasp like somebody like Montez. I don't know the exact protocol, but he might be eligible to play by the time the next game comes around. He yeah, had to miss ten be. days. Yeah, because he was on he was on vac, so he has to miss ten games. I think it's his is going to be ten pretty days. close because it's not just the ten games that he also has to be symptom free on top of that so his is going to be a little questionable i do believe the other players are vaccinated so they just have to you know pass certain ones but they're looking like they'll possibly miss this philadelphia game uh you know the question i think should be centered around the the offense and possibly gibson and his fumbles Mm -hmm. you know this is not the first time that he has benched gibson after a fumble we saw it uh before Gibson came back and had a monster second half. This time, Gibson fumbled, and you saw a little bit more of Jarrett Patterson. And Jonathan Williams, who scored And Jonathan Williams. <laughs> you know, is the Gibson fumbling a problem, and will we see more from these other running backs going forward? If question. J.D. McKissick continues to be out, is Gibson going to see more of that role on the, you know, out as a pass catching the guy was a wide receiver in college yeah they never really use him as a pass catcher that much mm-hmm. and then gets a couple um good question can we weave that in i i think they're kind of stuck with gibson because i think he's by far the most talented like going back to what oh, we were talking about who are the best players on the field 
Well, mm. Gibson's among the top five on the Washington football team, right? For you sure, can pick yeah. a couple guys on defense, and then on offense, it's Terry and mm-hmm. Gibby. Mm-hmm. So and Eric Flowers. I think you're hard pressed to bench him. Like you can try and send him a message. You just got to pound the message on. If you want, if you want to win a football game, you have to play him. You have. To. I he's, think so. Yeah, you, you absolutely. And he's, he was really the key during that four game winning streak. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yep, I mean, was he was the leading rusher in the NFC. That's which is wild to me. All right, I have there. I have a good question that you might ask, and that is, <laughs> okay. um, Curtis Samuel came off of two weeks of being on a pitch Ooh. count, right, Ooh. of twenty snaps per game, and I think he hit like exactly twenty snaps in both games. But this game, they said there are he's not on any sort of snap count. He's a full go, full participant in everything. Why then did he actually get less than twenty snaps? in this particular game when he should have been fully healthy and a Not full a part back. of this offense, especially when the offense is struggling. Shouldn't he see more time to probably to I heard him answer that today. He said no, he, he talked kind about of, it today. He kind of put it on Turner and game plan. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. Maybe that's one where I should go like the tweeters. Tell me why Curtis Samuel sucks. Can <laughs> <Sucks. laughs> we pay him thirty-four million dollars if he's not going to yeah. do anything? But How bad does does Curtis Samuel suck that you're not <laughs> even playing him with amazing. all the injuries? I looked at the box score yesterday, right? So before the season, and Terry McLaurin's a stud. We know that. But yeah. before the season, you projected Terry McLaurin one, Curtis Samuel two, and then maybe you did expect Humphreys as a slot receiver. But Deami Brown was getting hyped up, and then yesterday mm-hmm. I looked at it. Those three guys combined for zero catches. I think they were targeted a total of seven times. But you're just not going to win many games if your top three receivers have donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I actually have started calling uh, De'Ami Brown Antonio Gandy Brown. (laughs) Same thing. Very reminiscent to Antonio Gandy Golden. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not been a pretty rookie season for. I know a guy. A lot of us were excited about. I wanted, but I wanted, but you don't exactly have a quarterback who can throw a good deep ball that (laughs) uh, was was supposed to be. Tell me how many times you've seen him wide open where it was the quarterback's fault. This is this is this is also true. I mean, he did trip over his own (laughs) own own feet there. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Maybe that's your question. Now, don't ask him about Curtis Samuel sucking. Ask him about Deami Brown sucking. Uh, <laughs> or the, all of their draft picks <clears throat> at this point. Last couple little, of years. A little questionable. Uh, Here's the thing about those interviews. Like, I think he's starting to have fun with us. I don't know if you've listened to a lot yeah, of interviews. Mm-hmm. He is. Early in the year, he know. started getting combative with us. Mm-hmm. He was combative with the media in general. They were yeah. losing. And then here's the thing about Ron. So last year, it was supposed to be a development year, and he was preaching that. And then all of a sudden, the division sucked, and he changed his message. Well, this year, they were supposed to build on that success. There was a lot of excitement. They start off terribly, and he says on the show, I'm paraphrasing, you almost wish that there weren't these expectations. And he started talking about long-term, because he, uh-huh. he was just like us. He thought when they were 2-6, and six, they were cooked. And it was a moment of honesty. And then all of a sudden, they started winning, and he starts kind of puffing his chest. <laughs> I told yeah, you so. 
he, yeah. he, bo- he bo- interviewed bombed um, Cam Crow, I think, or something like that. He did a photo bomb during his interview one time last week, and I was like, Ron Rivera did a photo bomb. <laughs> oh, he must be feeling himself for real. Yeah, <laughs> on that on uh, NBC Sports Washington. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He typically Finley, doesn't do an think. interview with JP Finley afterwards. He did. They're riding yeah. high after four wins. So <laughs> I don't really know what to expect. Like, I don't over prepare for those things. I don't really prepare for them. I just kind of listen. <laughs> I watch the games and I ask questions depending on what's saying. And you, you know, usually there's four of us asking questions and you kind of got to pay attention to what he's what he's saying and follow up and and, and try and have fun. So I don't know if he's going to be combative, if he's going to have fun, if he's going to be like, guys, 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 let me tell you what's going on. Guys, guys, that's kind guys, of guys, what he does guys. sometimes. He does. He, guys, 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 guys. I, I just know that John Bateman bit put a fire in John Bates himself because he's actually coming around to be a decent tight end for us right now. Definitely yeah. a great blocker. Definitely. Yeah. You know, at a minimum, he's – and this is not a shot because I like him – at a minimum, yeah. he's Logan Paulson type levels. Yeah. Ooh. yeah, I think that I think I mean, that's Logan it. Paulson was a solid contributor for years. Absolutely, yeah, he was. Yes, he was. Niles Paul, Niles, Niles Paul, Niles another Paul good one. Type. Another yeah. good one. So we can Vernon talk Davis. football with JP all, day. all night. <laughs> all day. But we're not going to keep him. We appreciate you jumping on here. You can catch JP on the Junkies tomorrow with that Ron Rivera segment at eight twenty-five. Of course, head out to stillbarking.com, buy the book. You don't have to listen to Stoner reading out (laughs) chapters. You can read the chapters yourself. (laughs) That's stillbarking.com, the 25 years of friendship and brotherhood for the sports junkie. It's uh, By the way, here's a little inside baseball. that I had a poster done for the book signings, which you just flashed up there, right? Yeah. um, I forgot how to do this here if you want to show it again, it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's probably the last time I'm ever going to see it because three of us on the show, we work downtown a couple blocks away from Nationals Park. And three of us from the show park at Homewood Suites, which is a block away. Uh, connections again, like the general manager there listened to the show. He heard us complaining that they had upped the parking in the building to like $250 a month. So he said, well, you guys can, we got space over at Homewood Suites. You guys can park here. So we just tipped the valet. So I'm saving about $150 a month there. So on Friday, I had to bring uh, a box of books for this book signing. And actually, sales guy was supposed to bring it to the client because uh, the the book signing was at Dulles Motor Cars. And turns out he never did that. He said, hey, you're going to need to go in my office to get this box of books. I also did a Channel 9 hit. So I brought in that poster and an easel. So I had my hands full. Cakes actually helped me bring it all back to Homewood Suites. We're going to pick up our cars. So I had the book signing later that day. I need to bring the the signed books. All the junkies signed these books for the client that the sales guy was supposed to bring but didn't. So I have to bring that. I've got my backpack with my laptop. I've got the easel and I have the poster, which I used for this Channel 9 hit. So the valet comes, brings up the car put in the box of books, put in the easel, put everything, Uh-oh. left the poster on the streets. Oh, Bam! right in the oh, oh, damn thing. Man. I'll never see it again. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. Someone got themselves a, a nice souvenir. Yeah, so. somebody got a souvenir. Yeah, but you I'm got to sure. flash it here, so I appreciate yep. it. Yep, <laughs> of course. There it, it is right you, there. JP. There you go, dog. 
All yep. right. Well, again, JP, we appreciate you. We'll be listening to the Sports Junkie tomorrow, 825 mm-hmm. with Ron Rivera. Uh, you can start listening. They start uh, much earlier than that. And, of course, get that book, stillbarking.com. Get yourself a copy. All Thank right. You Thank guys. you, JP. Thank you, JP. Appreciate you, JP. All right. <laughs> Pleasure having having him join us. We still have yeah. some some to talk about because we haven't even gotten to <laughs> – Dollar, 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 dollar. All right, so we're doing go and no goes real quick. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna elaborate on them, but I have a go. Yeah, because we talked so much already. But yeah, yeah, let's absolutely. let's hit these real quick. Go goes and no goes. Yeah. Trev, no goes. Taylor Heineke. Go goes. Uh, Landon Collins. His pro his pro football score was actually really low, by the way. I know, but to come for, to to be have a foot injury, miss the game, to come back and have a pick and play a little crucial part in the defense. And the defense wasn't bad yesterday. He, no, they defense, were defense looked pretty good. Yeah, they were not. He bad. played. A, he yeah. played a part in it. He had a pick. So go ahead. Yep. Don't be right on my no go. I can. It's my no go. It's my no go. All right. That's fair. That's fair. That's ahead. fair. Stoner. Uh, so my no go would probably be the entire offensive line. We've talked. They've been go goes quite a bit this year, but this yeah, was have. a no go because the Dallas defensive line completely dominated them. Um, my go-go for this particular week, I mean, it's hard to say. There really wasn't a whole lot to, to really that really stood out. But look, Cole Holcomb made a play. A lot of guys had a chance to make yeah. an interception. Kendall yep. Fuller had one. Oh, God. Um, Jamie Davis had one. Jamie Davis, Davis had one. Yeah. Yeah. And Cole Holcomb had one, and he made the play. So Landon. he's my go-go, yeah. Cole Holcomb. Yep, Cole Holcomb will be my go-go and no-go. You can pick about anybody else on the team. <laughs> uh, and this this particular case, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Gibson, who wasn't productive running the ball and fumbled ah. again. Yeah. Uh, so he's Non-factor. gonna be my no-go. I think that's his my third no-go on Gibson. So he said. I, just about any other player. Anybody. He's right, too. It was not a it was not a good game. It was that game ended 27 to 20, but it was not that close. It yeah, was not no. that close at all. All right. It is time to pay Ooh, up. my favorite part. All right. So, real quick, we'll do the in-game dollar dollars. We had two of those. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So um EP and Trev both said that. Trevor, or, or Trevor, that Taylor Heineke would get benched in the second half. He did not get benched. He went out because of injury, and Stoner yeah. took that bet. Uh, we also had one. Trev and I had a, a kind of a controversial one where uh, we were talking about that long pass to DeAndre Carter, and when he dropped it, I said it was inside the 30-yard line. Trev said it was outside the 30-yard line. When you go back and look, he dropped it. And when he fell to the ground, he landed right on the 30-yard line. So we called it a wash, right? A wash. Anything about that? Um, (laughs) Nathan's like, so. And and, wait, hold on. Let me let's go back to this real quick. He's gonna nitpick it. (laughs) Is he gonna nitpick it? What was the bet? (laughs) What was the bet? The bet was that where he dropped. He would have been inside the 30-yard line. Trev said he would have been outside the 30-yard line. He landed on the 30-yard line. So if he had caught it and where he landed, they would have marked it at the 30. All right. So we both said, we agreed, you're nowhere in this bet. You can't even get in. Yeah, what the hell are you doing? I would have given it to Trev because he – 
if he would have caught it, his knee probably would have been down, and he probably would have been outside the 30. No, because he landed on the 30. If he landed on the 30. He landed his body. Listen, if he had caught it, he would have been inside the 30. I'm actually giving Trev a break on that one. So, yeah, yeah, you would at, say that. Look at you, them fighting over me. Y'all see this right now? <laughs> you hear this BS about him giving Uh-oh. you a break? Like this man yeah. would give you a break. I know. That's what yeah, I'm saying. right. That's how you know you lost a dollar, Trev. Right, <laughs> right. there, you lost a dollar. Now, now, this doesn't affect this week's dollar dollar, but we need to clarify the tipped interception rule for future bets. If a guy like Randy Gregory tipped the pass to himself, I think that that is not a tipped interception. A tipped interception to me is if you tip it to a teammate. And then that's an interception. That to me is a tipped interception. Because how many people get clean interceptions? I that mean, wasn't even a clean, like, no, no, it wasn't no, no, a clean no, 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 pick. No, 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 you're being ticky-tacky with this, okay? Right, right. We're talking this, about somebody, like, you, bouncing the ball off their hands and then catching it. Yeah, is that he a tip? literally swatted the ball yeah. and tipped it to himself. That's a tip interception. If you tip, if he tips it to his teammate, it's the same result. They both have the interception. It doesn't matter which teammate caught it. It's a yeah. tip interception. Yeah. Okay. We're not so, talking, okay. They don't okay, need to that's catch fine. it clean. It's not like it he bobbled yeah. it. It so was a so, tipped interception. So that's for, for, okay. from here on out. That's from the here definition. on out. Yes. That's the definition. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. All right. Because it didn't all affect dollars. Well, it didn't affect this week, so that's why yeah. I'm okay with whatever well, we decide. I got, I got more of that coming. We yeah, got four yeah. games okay. left. All right. So Nathan and Trevor both said that Zeke would have less than sixty yards rushing. Stoner said no, and he did. He had like. 46 or something. He, I, I was really worried about that in the beginning. He was getting four yards every time he touched man, the ball. He's trash. He's wide. I was just like, man, he didn't look good. He's bad. I didn't think he looked good. You Corey Clement ran yards, better than him. I Clement ran Corey better than him. Better than uh, yeah, I don't think Zeke's a good player anymore, but when nah. every time he's touching the ball, he's getting four yards against this defense that's supposed to be built to stop the yeah. run. No, I was just like, yeah. what's happening? If they're, we've talked about this for the Washington side of the ball. You you run those those plays in the first uh, and second quarter. So in the third and fourth quarter, you're getting nine yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So well, I was I was a little worried about that one early on, but thankfully came came true. So Nathan and Trev won a dollar. Stoner lost a dollar. Uh-huh. Uh, Nathan and Stoner said that Washington football team would have at least one. 40-yard play on offense, and they did. They had the 43-yarder to Cam Sims, So and Trevor went against that. So Trevor lost a dollar on that one. Nathan That's the one I lost. Damn. Another. That's the one I had to reverse uh, yesterday because I forgot uh, that that was a 43-yarder. Trevor said that Heineke would have two picks. One of them would be a tip. He only had one, so the whole tip question didn't come into uh, play on this particular one. Both Stoner and Nathan said he would not. So we both won that one. Trevor and Nathan both said that Johnson would make Brian Johnson would make all his kicks. I mean, which dang. he only kicked once and he didn't make it. I and know. so I would also like to clarify on that one. If you say Johnson Uh-oh. makes all his kicks, and let's yeah. say he doesn't attempt a kick, is that I a think it's a push? push. It's a, I think it's another a push. Yeah, just want to make sure. What's we a push mean? That, means a wash that, that it doesn't it, void. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Because he doesn't, he didn't make all of his kicks, but he didn't miss all of his kicks either. There's no way exactly. to award award the dollar. Yeah, award somebody. 
All right, so Stoner and Nathan both said that Dak would have 280-plus yards passing. He only had like 211, so Trev won a dollar from both of us on that one. Thank you very much. Stoner and Nathan, this is the dumbest bet ever, both said that Ooh. Samuel would have 40-plus yards receiving. Which what did I say? You said he would not. I mean, that was, <laughs> he didn't even have a, a touch. I don't he think. didn't have a target. Right? Samuel didn't do anything. A big goose. Did he even yeah, have a target? He, runs in, he ran in motion the entire game and he didn't had, get didn't receive a target. Zero fantasy points. Yeah. Zero no, anything. He ran yeah, in I motion don't even think he had game. a target. All right. Nathan said that Dalton Schultz would lead the Cowboys in receiving yards. I knew yeah, that wasn't true. One catch Stoner for and 40 yards. Said no. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. The one game where I thought he was on my fantasy too. So thanks a lot, Dalton. But go ahead. <laughs> And both Trevor and Nathan said that Riverboat would throw a challenge flag. And what he did, he did. He threw a challenge flag and won it. I know, um, bro. It's just, owner said yeah. that wouldn't happen. So, and lastly, I guess we should say this is that uh, Mama Perry said that Washington football team oh, would Lord. score only in the first quarter, and Dallas would score only in the third quarter. So Mama that was Perry, a tough one. What in the world? <laughs> now, that was a, that's a very specific bet. That that's a hard one. So Stoner, Nathan, and Trev all took that bet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were like, easy money. Yeah, yeah, easy, easy money. <laughs> Mama money, Perry Mama had 24-17 Washington. Trev had 30-26 Washington. Tiho had 24-17 Washington. Nathan had 26-24 Washington. Katie had 31-20 Dallas, and I had 30-20 Dallas. She didn't even those, call it. Those in. weren't worth a dollar, but yeah. it was 30 to 20 and the actual no, score is no 27 being 20. Thrown by Katie, this guy was so. all over it. She she knew what the what time it was. She knew not to bring that in here. Yeah, she knows better. We would have smoked her out. Get out right. of here. I guess I guess now that the board's been finished, I su- I, I suppose I have to actually show Uh-oh. the results. We uh Oh yeah, I want to see what's going oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's give us for the, the first here. time. Look at that baby. Talk and, to uh, me. And a lot of time for our audio listeners who can't see this right now. <laughs> I have been dethroned. And Stoner's on top at $17. I am sitting steady at $16. Trevor is, what up? is climbing his way up. He is actually. Right? He, had a, he had a big game. That was a plus four game for him. Uh, he's at, uh, I think it was actually ended up being plus three. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, for the week, for the for the yep, week, Trev was yep, plus, plus three. three. So it was, was even and I was plus one. Yep. So he he ended up plus three. He's at negative 11. <laughs> yeah. Tiho, don't take. Tiho, don't I can take, see it. Don't take. Everybody Trev's can see it. That's Tiho. Tiho, everybody don't, can see my score. I don't, don't need your comment don't, on that. Everybody don't take his. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys teased something. For uh, during oh, yeah. a, a little, you know, the DMV sports zone. Do you guys want to tease that here now? Oh, uh, it's not official yet, but it's in the making. Uh, another segment to ref the district is coming, hopefully, within the realm of uh, some parlay action, some side wages, some moolah, baby. So um, just be looking forward to that. It's gonna be a brand new segment. We haven't yeah. we haven't figured the name of it yet. We haven't figured out when we're doing it. We haven't even figured out how we're doing it, but we're doing. But it. we want to do it. That we're going. Yeah, we, yeah right. we're, we're we are working it. Uh, we we've been doing dollar dollar since the beginning. Mm-hmm. It, it it comes from Stoner's and I's friendship, you know, a decade in the making. 
uh, we're going to expand on that. We'll have more mm-hmm. on that as it gets the oh, idea gets fleshed out. You guys, I won fifty bucks on Fanduel last night for Sunday Night Football. Did I only you really? wagered, nice. I only wagered three dollars. Yeah, there you go. Nice, there you go. So, That's what it's all about. It's what in it's Maryland, we have to about. go to MGM to go make a bet in person. We still can't do anything uh, on there. You know, huh, I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, two it's up, a two Maryland down, baby. Virginia, so. two up, two down. Uh, all right. Well. That's going to do that. Do it for this day's after reckoning, day after reckoning. Mm. Washington fell. (laughs) This was not a victory Monday, but we had a lot of fun here on the show. If you just catching up on this, go back, watch the section there with George Carmey from Full Press Coverage, Washington. Yes, sir. We had a long section there with JP from the Junkies and still barking the new book that is being published or that has been pub- published. Check that out as well. You even get a sneak peek because Stoner mm-hmm. gives you a little bit of the reading. Oh, You'll catch cool. us next on Wednesday where we'll yep. have our full show and we'll be discussing the game against Philadelphia. On it's to a Philly. Win. Yeah, is I'm is past it? this Dallas game. It's, I'm on it's Philly. Philly week. Doesn't yes. have the same ring to it. Nah. What's up? Yes, Stone? Stoner. Yeah, don't forget, we're actually going to be on two Philly podcasts this week. We're going to be on Wednesday Night Live with Bearded Knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's his show. Uh, Phil uh, Bearded Knowledge is his show in Philly. And also on Thursday at 7 p.m., we'll be on with JC Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's another Eagles podcaster. So we'll be on his show previewing the game. Plus, of course, like you just said, our show on Wednesday. So and we're going to be busy this week. Coverage full press coverage George and full press Bill coverage tomorrow, tomorrow right? George. Yeah, it's, it's Philly week. It is Philly week. <laughs> we are on to Philadelphia here with Ref the district. This has been the day after reckoning. We are sponsored by Pacers Running for every run. They've got you covered. And we're also sponsored by Sky Bar. It will be opened Cheers. up Lexington, Virginia. They've got your drinks covered in a speakeasy fashion. Hey, I like that, dog. <laughs> I like that. Get your drinks covered in a speakeasy, speakeasy fashion. fashion. And until nice, next dog. time, what? Be a fan. We love Washington. Uh huh. And we saw some die hard fans. Yeah, we are. You know, we keep it on 10. One, Let's talk about two, the one, two, three. Let's go. And they gifted. We are breath the dish. Oh, Come on out and join us. You join us.